Hey, friends, and welcome to the Waterworks podcast. This is our last episode of 2017. And after this, we're going to take about a month break, but then be back in February for the continuation of our season two um, on spiritual warfare and our interaction with evil. Today's guest is Marcus Mills, and you'll remember him from episode number one. I am your host, Karen Weiss, and today's episode started out, at least the intention was to be about food and physical self-care and the body, but it ended up turning into more of a discussion on fasting and how we can use fasting to change our world. Uh, Pastor Marcus Mills is our guest, and even though I start out interviewing him, he flips it and starts to interview me about my experience with fasting. I should also apologize for the audio in this episode. We recorded this in a Wegmans supermarket cafe because I forgot the keys to the church building. Um, And so I've edited most of the chair leg scraping noises out of the episode, but don't be surprised if you hear some scraping noises um, or a murmur in the background. There, there was a group there. I think they laughed a couple times. Um, but in checking the audio, you should be able to hear what Marcus and I say pretty clearly. We are publishing this podcast specifically at the end of 2017 because so many people make New Year's resolutions about weight, food, or exercise. So we want to encourage you to think about maybe a New Year's resolution in a different way. So instead of focusing solely on the physicality of our being, why not develop a spiritual practice that also incorporates the physical, like fasting or, you know, proper eating as a way of honoring our bodies. So you're going to hear my discussion with Marcus about that. Um, And for a disclaimer, um, Before you change anything with your diet or exercise program, please consult your physician first. Not everyone can fast, so make sure that this spiritual practice is something with which your doctor agrees. Um, So now I'm going to give you a little bit of background on fasting and my practice of fasting so that when you're hearing Marcus and I talk, you understand some of the backstory. So I would generally describe fasting as the act of restricting food for a spiritual purpose. And typically, whenever fasting occurs in the Bible, there's often a a spiritual issue at stake. So you'll hear Marcus and I talk about Daniel. Um, You can look at the book of Esther, um, Jesus in the wilderness, Moses, John the Baptist. There's generally a spiritual issue at stake in addition to a physical issue as well. Now there's three broad types of fasting. There's complete or total fasting, which is abstaining from eating and drinking. So no food, no water, um, nothing. Not something that is generally recommended on a regular basis. Then there's normal fasting, which is abstaining from all food, but not beverages or water. Um, That's we would call a normal fast. Then we have a partial fast, which is giving up a specific 
food for a specific purpose, and that would be like Daniel, the Daniel fast, or what John the Baptist did, eating just locusts and honey. So then you have the purpose of fasting. Um, it can be to draw closer to God, to open oneself up to spiritual transformation or you know, sanctification process, to receive clarity or vision or direction from God, to strengthen resolve, discipline, or focus. Um, there's lots of different reasons and purposes for fasting. Um, when I first started fasting, I fasted kind of out of convenience. I chose to fast from breakfast and lunch on Fridays, like John Wesley, and then that stopped. And then my fasting changed to long periods of restricting certain foods. Most of the time, it wasn't my desire that was wanting to do a fast, but God was encouraging me to do a fast um, or inviting me to do a fast. And so for the last several years, I've done primarily Daniel fasts for six, eight, or ten weeks at a time at God's direction. There have been times I've fasted from gluten and sugar, uh, from anything leavened, so no yeast, baking powder, baking soda, that kind of thing, um, from wheat, you know, just name it. I've probably done that kind of fast. Um, and the day that this podcast is posted is the day before I finish a four and a half month time of what I would call standard fasting two days a week where I give up um, breakfast and lunch and um, then eat dinner that evening. And this is the first time that I've been called to do a fast in this way uh, for so long. Even And I didn't know why God was calling me to do it. As you'll hear in the episode, something always happens at the end of the fast and it brings me closer to God, encourages me in my sanctification process, and leads me to a deeper relationship. So if you're going to try fasting as a spiritual discipline and haven't done it before, I would suggest pondering the following questions or guidelines in prayer before beginning. So you would need to know your purpose. Um, ask the Holy Spirit what you can gain from this specific spiritual practice and wait for an answer. You might not be called to fast, so there's always that part of it. Make sure you're doing it for a reason and that the Holy Spirit is in it with you. And then after you get that answer, I would encourage you to look at what parts of your life cause stress or that you'd like to change. And so you can offer those as intention um, for intervention during your fast. So, you know, if you just feel like you're too busy or you're not exercising enough, um, whatever it might be, you can bring those things to God during your fast and offer them for sanctification. And so without further ado, you've got the Cliff Notes version of fasting, and I bring you my interview with Pastor Marcus Mills. Hello, Waterworks peeps. Uh, welcome to the Waterworks podcast. Today I have Marcus Mills, who is a pastor in the United Methodist Church. You might remember him from our episode number one. Um, he and I are back together because we 
we roll deep, as they say. That's right. <laughs> we go back. We go back a long time, like four years. Right. Um, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so in our spiritual warfare theme for the season two podcast, Marcus and I are going to be talking today about the body and food and how we treat ourselves physically and how that impacts the spiritual realm. Um, so welcome, Marcus. Hey, what's up, sis? <laughs> Marcus mm. just finished a salad that mm. looked stupendous. Mm. Um, it had sunflower seeds and artichoke hearts, blueberries, spinach, and chicken, and feta cheese, and all kind of good stuff. And he's been on a journey in terms of how he's been treating himself, what he ingests, and the same with me. And we've had a lot of conversations over the last, you know, however yeah, long. It's been a while now. About we've, a, I think we started these discussions like about a couple years ago. A couple ago. years ago now, yeah. I was actually going to say a year, but when you said, I'm like, no, it has been about two years now. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. tell us about your, your healthy uh, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I. I, I don't know. It it really began for me, you know, like back, oh gosh, like right around the end of 2013, um, and um, I, I just really started to, you know, it just kind of started off real simple and basic, you know, like let me just eat fresher stuff, let me just cut out a lot of things, a lot of out food, restaurant food, you know, and um, and. I started liking how I was feeling. I started to like it, as, but but I also knew it was just a health issue too. I just knew that. Um, but over time and growing and, and growing spiritually with the Lord in this, um, I believe that taking care of your body is holy. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, I think that um, we have, you know, I think in, in, in Western Christianity, we separate the body and so, so intently as like, like taking care of the body is like secondhand to, mm -hmm. you know, taking care of your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with that. And it's, what's interesting to me is that it, it permeates so much of our Christian culture mm. that it's not even our just our body but it's this physical world yes like yeah, in yeah. um in shane claiborne's book jesus for president i haven't read that i've heard him before I've heard one him of the yeah. things that he says and there's another author and i'm not sure who it is you can okay. google it okay um but he says that it's almost like this earth is a divine waiting room for heaven we and when i read that i was like Holy crow, right? Why, why are we here? Wow. You know? Wow. Jesus said the kingdom of God is here. With me here, I am bringing it in. And when Jesus left, you know, left but didn't leave. Right, right. The kingdom right. of God stayed. Because we have the Holy Spirit. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. So... To me, if we think that this world and our body, our bodies, I guess, are 
are just a waiting room for this new body that we're going to get, according to Paul, or for heaven when the new earth and new heavens come down. I think we're missing mm. so much of a holy and godly experience in this world and yeah. how, how we treat. Amen. Right. You know, how we treat our bodies in the world right. is really a reflection. You know, so it's, it's one of these things where we need to be almost encouraged from our pastors and, yeah. you know, just the yeah. music that we listen to, that it's yes. not. Yeah. I'm thinking of Gungor. Okay. And this time last year, they mm. put out the third installment of their mm. One Wild Life okay. uh, CD okay. set, I'll say. Mm. Um, and it's all about the body. Mm. The first CD is soul, the second is spirit, and the third is body. Wow. And mm. it's a beautiful work. Wow. Um, and there's so much of right. holiness involved mm. in our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. You know, I here's how kind of how I see it to some extent. And the, you know, I I said this came to me uh, about a couple years ago when I thought about the concept and the ministry that I seek to build for the Lord in His name, Temple Reconstruction. When I think of the temple, you know, and you think of the Old Testament temple, right? The Holy of Holies, the Holy Place, and the Outer Court, if you will. Well, so I look at it like the temple as a whole, regardless of where it was, it was holy. It was, it represented the very presence of God, right? Mm -hmm. So in the New Testament, if we are collectively and individually the temple of God, well, Nick, if Paul tells us that that Christ may reign in your hearts in Ephesians, okay? So if Christ reigns in your heart, okay? Liken that then to the Holy of Holies, okay? Well, the holy place, you only had certain folk that could go in, like, you know, mm -hmm. priests or the Levites, right? Well, the soul, liken that to the soul then, you know? Everybody don't need to have access to your soul, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you had the outer court and so forth and the place where people could actually congregate that's the physical aspect. So your body is the outer court. It's, it is you interacting. So you as the temple, you are a, truly a holy vessel. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's, uh, I think that we should look at caring again for the whole temple rather than parts of the temple. And I think that's what we do. We choose to, like, I've, when I've had discussions with people, I've always said that, you know, people always say, well, it's about the inner man, the inner person. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I agree that that is vital, but the body needs to be t cared for. Mm -hmm. And it's not yours. God gave that to you. But then when Jesus Christ died, the Bible says that you were bought. Now watch this. I've never seen a scripture where it says you were partially bought. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's let's swing it for real. Let's let's really yeah. swing this now, cause I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting a little hype here. You know, <laughs> I didn't say nothing about being partially bought or the Bible says you were bought at a price. That's it. You were bought at a price. Let me say it again. You were bought at a price. Redemption. You he is your kinsman redeemer. You okay, so he bought not just your soul, not just your spirit, no, the whole the aspect whole of you. Everything about us. God everything loves. about you. So why would you only take care of peace of you mm-hmm. when first of all you don't even belong to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help me out with that. You yeah. know? It, this reminds me when I was um, teaching a Bible study mm-hmm. in like April, May, mm-hmm. June. One of the things, well, we were going through Galatians, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I made my Bible study group mm-hmm. chant <laughs> together mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> was, My body is not inherently evil. Mm. Some oh, of them didn't yeah. chant it with me because mm. they were like, mm, no, everything mm. that I've been taught is that my body isn't, is inherently evil. Mm. Like there's no dignity. There's no yeah. inherent worth in it. Wow. And, you know, something that you said to me mm. um, a little earlier today was, you know, we are created in goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. And our bodies, our bodies are good. And yet, because of the world that we live in, we can be contaminated, yeah. and we are contaminated. Yeah, I, I believe and it's, that. And you know the question of how do we, how do we decontaminate ourselves? Yeah, I, you know what? Well, here's my thing. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, I, I was gonna say, you know, yes. I, I, here's the bottom line. Okay, we still live in a very sin saturated world okay you could just tell what what's around mm-hmm. us okay and even when we mess up as christians right you know we like oh lord forgive me for that i didn't mean to do this so we're still you know we're not doing things right all the time okay so i'm just using that as an example to say we're we're all flawed beings okay mm-hmm. but with that said um i th- i believe that for, for example, my health journey, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I haven't been doing this all my life, but it was the grace of the Lord and his patience that allowed me to see the holiness to taking care of my body. Now, even in my journey, have I done it right? Absolutely not. But there's a point where the Lord is on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. And so I believe in that comes watch this the sanctification mm-hmm. you know i think that's part of my sanctification process it's not just me uh watching how i talk or uh, uh you know my forgiveness and my patience which that is true that's part of my sanctification process but i believe it's also the holy spirit is with me in this journey of health mm-hmm. and fitness and he's so I think it is in the process, yes, here we go. It's in the process Mm -hmm. that the decontamination is going on. You know what I'm saying? If you will. So I think it's the process. It doesn't just happen just like that. I just think Mm -hmm. it's a process that we, this decontamination is going on and Mm -hmm. so forth. As a former environmental engineer, mm, okay, when okay. I hear the word decontamination, mm-hmm. I think of the process that you have to go through from mm. leaving 
a contaminated site through the decontamination process into now. what Go I ahead. would call the, the safe zone. Go ahead now. I took, in college, we had this class to become okay. OSHA certified. Okay. Yeah. And it was a 40-hour course. Go ahead. This, actually, this is good. I never heard this before. This is good. It, uh, it counted towards my schooling. Okay. So that was a bonus. And I was able to work on hazardous sites after that. Um, things, places that were contaminated, like main, most people know them as super fun sites. Okay. okay. Um, places where you're you're just not allowed to be without proper personal protective equipment. Okay. And one of the things that, depending on how bad it is, mm-hmm. you know, you could be wearing a full hazmat suit. Okay. And if you're wearing a full hazmat suit, often there are, um, there's a process for how you go about decontaminating yourself. Like you will stand in a bucket and someone will hose you down. Get out. And then you go on, you know, a sticky pad or something to get the stuff off the bottom of your shoes. And then you'll go into a second bucket, you know, or trough or something that can collect the water that is being sprayed on you. Okay. So you go through this process two or three times. And then you take, um, then you can take your stuff off once you go into the derobing room. Right. So there's there's this mental image that I get when I think of decontamination but at the same time it is I'll say only a half metaphor because the sanctification part that you're talking about that doesn't that doesn't come in but that's good to me to me personally I think that rings hmm. great because um, I mean I, I mean yeah I mean we can't fully give like a straight up I don't know example or metaphor right but I think that's a darn good one you know what I'm saying I mean because I do believe that I do believe in that process I do believe that that is part of getting so uh, for example I mean okay I'm 36 so you know for like 20 some out whatever years or 30 years I've not my health and fitness has just not been what it needs to be. So again, so I've only been doing this for about four years now. So maybe five, something like that. Four years, whatever. But that is like the Lord taking 30 years or however, you know, of crap and gracing me to see the benefit of a healthy, holistic Faith. You know, you know, faith and lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? You know, spirit, soul, body, the whole me, not just the part of me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on one hand, yeah, the Lord may have, and part of the process, yes, I would probably say, you know, I'm accepting my Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, as my sin bearer. Bam, yes, my spirit is made, is, is alive because I've accepted him, boom. Now, the other aspect is I want to do the right thing. So that's getting my soul right. Okay, yeah. And it still is. And then it could be, okay, now the body's getting right, you know. But it's a process. Mm -hmm. And he's with me in all of that, you know. So, I mean, again, I've... And it's not like a light switch where all of a sudden... Exactly. Like, oh, 
Right. This is perfect now. That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's, it's that's a journey. And that's what I'm saying. It's been a journey or the process because it's not like, boom, it's done. No, it's like, oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of like. Living just, into it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? And have, have you noticed that in taking better care of your physical body, mm -hmm. you have been able to resist evil oh gosh, yeah. in whatever form it takes? Yeah, Like absolutely. what our baptism vows talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not all the time because we all stumble. But. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying before. We, you know, we mess up. But again, I believe that is part of the process. Mm -hmm. I believe that's just part of God with us. See, I think this is, I think this is kind of where the church kind of messes some things up. We we assume, and I'm speaking generally. This mm -hmm. is from my own experience. Everything has to be done right. Oh, well, mm -hmm. no, like, and I and if and we, right is subjective. Ooh, <laughs> go ahead now. <laughs> right, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, again. I mean, it's it's I, I I believe that that is when we talk about like the aspect of salvation and you know in our Christian mm -hmm. theology, right? And you know we look at salvation as the whole, but we always and then we break, say we want to start breaking down salvation to like justification yeah. and, mm -hmm. and so forth. Da, da, da. I believe that's if we break this down to what we're talking about, this is sanctification. This is mm -hmm. the Lord with us, think, yeah. with us, with us. And that's something that I think we need to really see. And that is that grace. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that not that grace has different parts, but I don't know, maybe it does. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> however somebody want to put that. It's all yeah. grace though. You see what I'm saying? Rather, however you look at that, because it's God's patience and his mercy his forgiveness, him being with us while we just don't know and we're trying to work with him and he is with us to help us and to show us and to make us, remake us, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, man, I, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> What's your thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm reminded, one of the things that I have done as a spiritual discipline. Okay. Um, well, since well, okay. for 10 years, mm -hmm. um, is fasting. Mm. And okay. it, for me, because of my personality, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's often a go big or go home kind of thing mm -hmm. um, where, you know, at first I was like, oh, you know what? I'll fast on Fridays like John Wesley did. Okay. So okay. for a while I did that and then I stopped. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I think it was in 2010, okay. um, I felt like God was calling me to a Daniel fast. Okay. And not okay. like a Rick Warren, Daniel plan kind of Daniel fast, right. but a hardcore right. Bible. Right. This is what Daniel did. Like do exactly what do exactly read, what, what you know yeah. Daniel did. Right, so right. I did not eat anything with baking soda mm. or yeast or baking powder. Wow. Nothing that was nothing raised. Okay. Uh, everything came from vegetables okay. or fruit. Okay. If it could, if it grew, then okay. you know it right. it was it fine. Was but right. no meat, right. you know none of that. Right. And for me, 
fasting, and this was like a two-month thing. Okay. So please hear me that I am not recommending doing a Daniel fast for two months um, unless <laughs> okay. God calls you to it because it is unpleasant. You can't eat anywhere. Like, yeah, it's you have to, you know, if you're going mm. to if you're going to do it the way that Daniel describes it. Okay, okay. It, it's very hard to function in real life if you don't okay. bring your own food. So anyway, but the first time... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to laugh to that. If y'all can see her expression right now, what she did. Yeah, <laughs> so it was annoying, but I was glad that God gave me 12 hours because I okay. had that time to research what it was that I was actually going to be doing. Okay, okay. And in those two months, that fasting... Uh -huh was a spiritual expression of okay. something God was inviting me to. Okay. And I have done different Daniel fasts okay. throughout, but it's always throughout the last, you know, seven, eight okay. years. Right, right. And throughout all of them, mm -hmm. I have generally no idea why I'm doing okay. them until the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> so really? it's, there's an intention behind it. There's okay. like, okay, I am doing this for my own sanctification. Okay. But what that is, right. I don't know. So, for example, okay. Um, this, well, there's two fasts that I'm thinking of that I've done in the last year. Okay. The one was during Lent. Okay. Um, and it was, it was hardcore. Um, I, I was cranky the entire time. Wow. Okay, 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 and, okay. Um, but one of the things that I needed to learn, okay, and I didn't learn it mm -hmm. till the very end, okay, was that how I look at food matters. Wow. Because Amen. I wasn't eating any yeah. meat, I was, you know, limiting my soy. Okay. Um, wasn't eating any kind of protein bar or anything. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, I went into it with a bad attitude. Oh, okay. And my prayer okay. partner can attest to this. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was okay. just, I was unhappy. Right. And I was hungry for two months. Every other fast that I've done, mm -hmm. I hadn't, I wasn't really all that hungry. Now, okay, so... So I'm like, so when you say fast, like, and it didn't, those fasts, like, like I said, didn't really bother you. Like this one, mm -hmm. what they weren't Daniel fast. Were they? What kind of? Were uh, they? Some, some were Daniel fasts. Others were what I would call modified Daniel fasts. Okay, so, so this one that you're talking about in particular, like this mm -hmm. past Lent, that was the one that did. Yes. Really. Yeah. It crushed me. Like, I'm curious, it, why, it why, why like that every one, though? Because I'm curious, because I've known you, cause, yeah. like we said already here, I mean, we, we've been kicking it for like four years, man. And actually, no, I think no, it's, it's like longer, longer than, than that. that. <laughs> well, oh whatever. Gosh. It's been a while. <laughs> just to let y'all know, that's how you know we peoples, because we just did like, wait a minute, it's been longer than that at the same time. And we just looked at each other. But anyhow. <laughs> And I, this is like that fasting for you, like it's like a truly a regular spiritual discipline. Like I know that about you, right? But that's why I had to ask, like, mm -hmm. what was different about this one? Because I'm like, you've you've done these before. 
Yeah. Okay, like, and that's why I asked, like, have you done a Daniel Fast before? I'm, I'm certain that you have done a yeah, Daniel I've done Fast like before. But five like, or six Daniel Fast, and they've been extended Daniel Fast. They've what, been for, like, two months at a so time. So I'm, I'm curious, because I do remember talking to you sometime around Lent, and you said how this was different, but not to the extent that you're explaining it now. Why? Like, I'm curious. Like, And I think, and this is where the spiritual warfare comes into it. Okay. That I think... I think whatever is in the ether, we'll call okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever is out there knew that this was a big deal, and it it was a it was bothering or attacking me physically. And not only that, but my body, my soul, my spirit was cleansing itself with God's help. So, so through these things, because like my spiritual director and my spiritual direction supervisor, they noticed things going on in my spiritual life that I did not notice. Good things. And I think this, this fasting time in Lent was a way of shaking stuff loose for whatever reason. God works through fasting in my life um, and not everybody has these dramatic shifts but I did and I met with my spiritual director at the very end of this fast and a whole bunch of stuff just busted loose and I was able to shed it was literally like going through a molting process when you know how lobsters and yeah. hermit crabs like they shed their skin okay right 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 and then they grow new mm-hmm. snakes right, right well i guess lobsters and hermit crabs shed their exoskeleton right but, you know snakes shed their skin right it's a natural process but at the same time it takes work and preparation and so I think for me at this time in my journey it was really difficult for me to prepare myself because I was I think my physicality was being attacked hey man I I gotta tell you that you know when you said part of the spiritual warfare aspect is being attacked because the enemy knew that something big was on the line. It really, oh my gosh, it really convicted me. Because this, this, this is so interesting. You know, when we were talking, we had already we planned this like a month ago, right? The the hookup, mm-hmm. beat away. Was, there was nothing in the car, so what? We were just gonna chit chat. But then you sent me the text about want to talk about spiritual warfare, you know, and the enemy and Satan. I'm like, cool. But just how the Holy Spirit moves, right? <laughs> I'm on my way out here to State College, and I'm listening to a Tony Evans CD um, about fasting. I didn't plan to listen to that. Matter of fact, I, I don't even think I really wanted to, to be honest. <laughs> but I just said, I'm going to just pick really it up. wants to listen to that anyway. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> 
But I just happened to pick. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm just listening to it. So I'm listening to it. And it's so interesting because he's talking about the, that. Well, I have a series of his about fasting. But what he was saying was in this one, it's about fasting for deliverance. And he was actually saying that when you do this, the enemy, watch this, this is so powerful. It's going to recognize that you're doing something that it, do, that it doesn't like. And it's going to come against you mm -hmm. because it's been in control for so long where it's like you're taking back authority. And yeah. to hear you say that, now you didn't know what I listened to. Mm -mm. I mean, you, you, I mean, I told you earlier this morning, but I, like but I said, I didn't even, it was, it was random. Right. Right. And I mentioned fasting, but I didn't mention even specifically what I picked up from the mm -hmm. fasting CD. We didn't even really plan on talking about fasting, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. And with what's going on in my life with making some certain decisions, I feel like this is where God is leading me. And he's also showing me this is what you will be doing, but this is also what's going to come up against you mm -hmm. as well. Because this is some major decisions going on in your life mm -hmm. um, for the good, but major decisions. So... It's really interesting. And not only that, to, to talk about Daniel some more, we have to look at where Daniel was now. Mm -hmm. Now, Daniel's in Babylon. Babylon just captured Judah. They're people in the were sad. People, yeah, this is not a good this is not a good time. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Daniel is now away from his homeland. Um his people, his language, his culture, he's forced. Man, this is this a preach, man. This yeah. is this is powerful, man. Then side note here, y'all. Every time me and my sister get together, this happens. I don't know what happens, but the Lord be getting me, the Lord be getting her, because mm -hmm. of something I didn't say it, something she didn't say it. This just Yeah. This just happens, y'all. Okay, like for real. And so we're recording it. Yeah. For your just, listening pleasure. Yes, so that you can know, just trust the Lord. Just trust the, how the Holy Spirit is moving, all right? But it's, they're here, they're, he's literally in a different place, not just physically, but spiritually. Yeah. He's his whole person, we were talking about before, yeah. his whole person is in a whole different place. So, I mean, I think, I think there's a lesson here, particularly that I'm picking up, that when you're in a different place or, or when God is taking you there, or when God is allowing you to be there or what, however it is, God is with you, but you have to really connect with God on such a level where fasting has to be involved. Mm -hmm. And the enemy's going to see that. And I think one of the one of the things for me anyway that I noticed the church mm. not taking advantage of is exactly what you just said. Oh, man. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. So, excuse me. <laughs> Posting okay. your disapproval mm. of whatever is happening in our world on Facebook mm. is not a spiritual discipline. High five. It's not. It might seem like one, but it isn't. 
Fasting, on the other hand, is a spiritual discipline that has been used for thousands of years mm, mm, mm. in all kinds of different cultures Yes, as a way true. of meeting the divine. A way of yes. what good Methodists call sanctification. If, if we really want to put our money where our mouths are, wow. we need to be fasting for our world. Amen. It's it is this craw, like stum- mm. something stuck in my craw or a bee mm. in my bonnet, however you want to say it, mm. where you know I am frustrated with the spiritual climate mm. of mm. our country, mm. and if we want things to change, right? You know, I would love for Donald Trump to have a come to Jesus moment that would transform <laughs> his presidency. I know people who pray every day for him that he meets God because otherwise it's going to be a shit show like it has been yeah I don't get yeah but at the same time right right. you know now not everyone is called to fasting I realize that Mm -hmm. but for right right for people who are serious right about discipleship right and um, and spiritual warfare in this way yeah right. not everybody right but for those people who are called to this right fasting is the only way yes I agree because yeah. fasting and prayer go together yes absolutely and absolutely. fasting is a physical manifestation of prayer yeah it's I agree. Like I own Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm not only thinking these thoughts with my head, but I'm willing to put yeah. my physical nature right. into my prayer. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. Um, and, and, and to also piggyback on what you said about Trump. Yeah, I, look, I will say if if it's that, you know, if it's, let me first of all agree with everybody's Facebook rants about Trump, this, that, and the third. But yet at the same time, especially some folk consider themselves to be some Jesus-loving, hardcore Christians. Okay, then guess what? Last I checked, if you really love your Lord the way you say you do it, you really believe the Bible is the word of God, then I believe the word tells us to pray for those who are in government, okay? Mm -hmm. Pray for the man, fast. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of complaining and moaning and complaining, you know what I'm saying? Like, would Jesus approve of your complaining? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which I don't even think it's really, I, I think it's, it's, I don't know. But I, I just want to touch and agree with you on that, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, fasting, man, I. you're right. I mean. Because if we look at Daniel. Yeah. Ooh, Daniel go ahead. fasted Come on. in opposition to the government under which he ruled. That's true. Under which well, he, he literally did. Controlled. He literally did. I mean, okay, look, and like, okay, okay, and Dan, you won. Okay, let's and, and let's look. Let's look at it. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's in Daniel one. Uh, cha- I'm sorry, chapter one, verse eight. Um, this is from the NIV. 
But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, we can stop right there, and that really pretty much backs up what you just said. He fasted in opposition to that government, to that monarchy. Why? Because the king, back in chapter 1, verse 3, the king ordered um, Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Okay, um, we'll skip down a little bit, and it says to verse 5, the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's stable. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Okay, so again, let's, but I think that backs up what you just said, though. You just said that he fasted in opposition to the king, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the king said, give him this. We just read in Daniel 1 verse 8, Daniel did not want to do that. Okay, so watch this, verse 9. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your service for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this. Watch it now. <laughs> that I say that a lot, y'all. So that, watch, <laughs> this. watch this. Again, it is to back up, Karen, what you just said. He fasted in opposition to what the king. Basically, he did not do. Now, I'm not. Now, let me say this, y'all. She is not saying to go out and overthrow. I am not saying to go out and overthrow, okay? We are both clergy people in the United Methodist Church, and we are not telling you to go out and overthrow the government, okay? I just wanted to make sure that's clear. Is that okay? We cool. I just wanted to make sure we say that. But what we are saying, I'm saying we because I'm in agreement with her. He did something spiritual to bring about a result in the physical. Yep. And, and vice versa. You see what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it, 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 there, nothing was literally left out. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But he did a, he did not want to do that, yeah. but it brought about a result. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I mean, God did have Daniel elevated in Babylon. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So, like Joseph in Egypt. I'm just summer. Come on now. <laughs> so, if God can do that, why are why is not the church? Yeah. Fasting. Mm -hmm. yeah, Shoot, that's my rug. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. And they listen. They were in. They were in Babylon. Like Joseph was in Egypt. We're talking about pagan nations, okay? Yeah. If you want to just historically mm -hmm. speaking, okay. We're, we're talking about nations that were not uh, 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 monotheistic, were okay? Yeah. And they were oppressors. Mm -hmm. And God still elevated them in a secular world, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of their obedience to God. 
and watch it to show kindness to those who were appointed over them. Watch it to show kindness. Think about that now. Think about it for a moment. Just this is pause. Let's pause. You're too busy hating on Trump. Now I'm not saying what he's doing is, is right. I'm not saying that either. I'm not getting into. But this is. Let me say this. This is not a political discussion. Okay. Yeah. In this terms is the, of in, in term, and, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. This is not that. But Joseph, since we mentioned our brother Joseph, he 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 was in Egypt, which was. I'm just saying, and God was with him. Matter of fact, he tells his brothers God was with him. Yeah. In that place. God even was with prison. him. Even oh, come on now. Even in prison. Come on, that'll preach. The, the God was with you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's swing it some more. Okay, let's go to my boy Ezekiel. Zeke. <laughs> I love Ezekiel. Ezekiel in Babylon too. Mm-hmm. But that's when he received his prophetic calling. So let me say this. I don't care. Oh, come on. I feel like preaching now, y'all. I don't care where it's said or how bad it is. I don't care how bad it is. Even if that place is that bad, you can't keep God out of it. Amen. You simply you cannot keep God out of it. God was with him in Babylon. With him. Mm-hmm. God elevated Daniel and his friends in Babylon Mm -hmm. in an oppressive place church why do you keep on oppressing Mm -hmm. that who was appointed over you think that surprised God that Trump got elected but you really (laughs) that that surprised the Lord that that come on that that surprised him oh oh I didn't know Trump oh that's a that busted my head Ooh, really yeah but if we was really going to take his word serious, then we'd be we'd be praying and fasting. If we was really going to do it, we was really going to take the Lord serious. Yeah. We're trifling with the Lord because we don't know who we're dealing with for real. Come on now. We don't know who we're dealing with. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We want to put out my own agenda and everything. You know, no, we trifling with God. Come on. We need to stop that. If you were, if you were that serious and everything, quit running your mouth. Quit. Running your mouth and start and, and start getting your get on your knees and get on and start get humbling yourself mm-hmm. before the Lord and watch Him do what He gonna do. I'm just yeah. saying. I like that expression, trifling. Yeah, we trifling with it. We, we playing trifling. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if He ain't God. Like really? Come on. Yeah. Now we are, and now we want to go ahead and start condemning Him and everything. Well, let me say this. Okay. We want to condemn Trump. Um, last I checked, uh, didn't Jesus tell us, like, clean out the the log or the plank in your eye before you try to clean out the speck in someone else's? Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, he's a leader, and I guess yes, there's some things that he probably could do a little bit. You know, he like could delete do, his Twitter account. Yes, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that. Okay, I, I get that. But what I am saying is, is start praying and fasting for the man. Matter of fact, if you really want to swing it, let's let's remember in Jeremiah, it was the letter to the captives. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, let's let's go here for a quick moment. Okay, I you know Jeremiah was stuck back in Israel. Yeah, yeah, I mean this is now now let's look at here. What's let's let's see here. All right, so Jeremiah twenty nine. I'm going to start with verse four. Now, just give me a moment here, people, but you might want to get your Bibles out because anytime you're going to talk to me and you need to get your Bibles out. All right. This is what the Lord Almighty 
the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Okay, let's pause right there. First of all, if you really want to get mad, if you really want to get mad at Trump, you want to, you think you want to flex at Trump, flex at the Lord then. Because like I said, it ain't like he surprised that Trump got in office. The Bible tells me right here that God said, I sent you to Babylon. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all. God let. Okay. I'm, just, he, 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 I'm just saying, he, that was Things his doing. Happen. Because that was his doing. All right. Now, all right. Now, watch this. Watch this. But look what he, else, look what he says. Verse 5. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Watch it. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. I love this part. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. I'm done. That's right. the word. I ain't got nothing else to talk about. So I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm not really done, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you, you yeah. know, yeah. That scripture passage mm -hmm. was the passage mm -hmm. that we were required to preach mm. from the Old Testament Come for on. our ordination. Are you serious? Yeah, I love that passage because the sermon, my yeah. sermon title, right, 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 was right. "Bloom Where You've Been Replanted." Wow. Because God picked these people up and replanted them in yes. place they did not want to be. Yes. It's right there. It's the worst. It's right there. And for us, and now granted, I was speaking to three congregations right. that feel like the United States culture right. is so different. They feel like they're in mm. exile. So I approached mm. it from that. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Go out and make friends with your neighbors. Don't be mm. afraid of people who are moving into your neighborhood. Right, right, right. Well, are you going to bloom and blossom? Mm. Okay. Or okay. are you going to wither and die? Mm. You know, okay. that kind of challenge. Because God clearly tells these people, right. hey, you need to be praying for the prosperity. And that was one of the things that I emphasized. Amen. Amen. It's like, are you? Are you complaining about these people mm. or are you praying for the prosperity of the whole region Wow! so that mm -hmm. not only these people can prosper and right. see what the Lord has done, but right. you can prosper and praise God for what the Lord has Amen. done. Amen. Amen. And it is at this point that we stop the interview with Marcus Mills. He is so passionate about scripture and his relationship with God and encouraging others in their relationship with God, I would encourage you to find him on Facebook. Uh, if you happen to live in central Pennsylvania, you can find him at a couple churches in the Altoona area. And if you'd like, um, you can always leave a message on our Facebook page and we can have him contact you that way as well. We're so grateful for you listening to our podcast. And if you have any questions about fasting or how to incorporate food and honoring your body into your spiritual practice, leave us a message on our Facebook page and we will gladly and gratefully um, talk about that with you. Waterworks Ministries is a ministry of prayer, prayer that empowers provides knowledge, and nurtures. We do this through spiritual direction, coaching, 
training and retreats, and social justice work. Please contact us to begin the discussion of how we can partner together to make this a better and brighter world um, as our responsibility as Christians to bring the good news to the poor um, of which we are. We're all poor in some way, and it's God's work to make us all more whole, more healthy, and really live into this idea of shalom. So as we move from 2017 to 2018, I hope that God brings you shalom and that you are blessed beyond measure in this next year. Grace and peace, and we'll be back in 2018 in February.